Hello, listeners. This is Cheyenne Vola, a new producer with Midtown Radio. And tonight, I'm speaking with local musician Jack Cooper about his new performing songwriter series, where he picks other local artists to perform in the intimate space at Waterloo's KW Little Theatre. We chat about the series and his thoughts on the local music scene. You won't want to miss this. Just to start off, like, tell us about the, the, the Performing Songwriter series, how you started it and what inspired you. Yeah, well, there's been a lot of different kinds of singer-songwriter series and that, and I've done different things at the KW Little Theatre before. Um, I was there earlier in the year, and I just was reminded how much I, I love this space. Um, it's a very, it's a very intimate space for doing things that just can really, you know, as a performer, can grab people's attention more than going in bars and restaurants. And, you know, it kind of really, um, it reminded me that I wanted to be able to go and actually have a place uh, where performers could go, um, especially, you know, I think it's not just COVID over the last, you know, number of years, but I think in general, it's been a bit of a tough slog for people that try to perform their own music with all the different, uh, a lot of the royalty opportunities kind of disappearing through streaming and that it really makes it harder for artists that want to do original music um, unless they're actually going and performing, you know, or selling their CDs and that. Um, so I, I just wanted to create a space that was, you know, allowed, uh, you know, provided that, that venue um, that would be something not dependent on the, uh, the restaurants and bars that, usually have a little bit of different expectations and trying to please people and not take chances and not take risks. Um, so that was part of it. And the other thing too, was I wanted to have a series that maybe justified some kind of genre boundaries. Um, Cause usually people are used to knowing that, Oh, this is a folk music series or a coffee house or country music. And I wanted something that looks at it from a different lens, performing songwriters, um, they're performing, they're getting over their songs and their music. And it's not just about playing guitar. There's different ways of doing it, whether it's uh, one person with guitar or whether it's using loops or beatboxes and just trying to just really shake up the notion that expectations of, you know, what a series like that would be. Yeah, that's interesting that you say the expectations are different um, depending on the venue. So go into that a little. How How is it different for a musician to perform at any bar compared to Little Theatre? Yeah, well, I mean, I say that as someone, I haven't actually done a bar restaurant performing for a number of years. Um, and I think for a lot of people I know and from my experiences and friends, I mean, it's... Um, you know, it's not that the pay has gone up commensurate with the years and, you know, over the years and that. So it's, uh, you know, it just seems that it's been a general erosion, first of all, in um, expectation of what a musician can be paid. Um, and as well, there's always, you're always really, um, the master is is pleasing the customers and the people at the venue. And it's not necessarily, the master isn't necessarily to create a, an interesting, compelling performance. Um, you know, so it's a little bit of a different goal in that um, somebody can maybe take more chances uh, in a this kind of theater music sort of 
venue than when they have the expectation of, oh yeah, everybody loves that song and can you do this request. It just removes a little, that, a little bit from the equation it's a bit more artistic freedom. I, I know the series started on July 8th. There's a show coming up this Friday. So tell us more about what's coming up this Friday and for future shows too. Yeah. Uh, so this Friday, um, initially I tried to put together a schedule as, you know, I tried to assemble the schedule before promoting the series and a couple of things had to be shuffled. And so as a result, there was a bit of a gap for the show. And um, there was a recommendation about a songwriter from uh, Edmonton or from Alberta who had played here before. His name is Scott Cook. So he's, I think what he calls himself is maybe a roots balladeer or a roots performer. Um, so he plays either solo or with uh, a trio. Uh, he'll be doing this with his bass player. Um, and so it's it's kind of in that roots. So it's a little bit of maybe a folk and country and a little bit more very, very, uh, the lyrics are very strong and a very, uh, you know, very, uh, very much oriented on the message of the songs and that. So um, it's an opportunity to hear somebody who uh, doesn't make his way into Ontario very much. Uh, he was, I think, in town here four years ago. So um, opportunity arose and I uh, thought, perfect. Let's also add somebody who's touring through here um, since the opportunity rises to uh, go and uh, be part of this. Yeah, so I was actually talking about this yesterday about how that is a thing where if people are touring, if they're going to Toronto, a lot of the times they do pass through Kitchener. So how do you feel as a musician yourself too? What are your thoughts on uh, the local music scene here? What do you think needs to be done to cultivate it more? You know, that's a really good question. It's a really interesting question. It's one that I've thought about years and years. I think it's always been, there's always been, it's not a homogenous scene. I mean, I think a lot of people like to try to pretend it is, but it never is. Um, so there's different types of silos or factions as in anywhere. You can't really deny that. So there are people that, uh, you know, lots of people that maybe gravitate more towards sort of, let's call it the classic blues and more of more maybe in country performance, some like more in the Celtic folk and that. So there's always been little in my estimation, pockets. Um, and it's um, usually the way shows and series are curated. You're kind of getting a little bit of taste from, um, you know, a certain, like there'll be whole series and festivals that kind of feature a lot of the rootsy and the folky in that, um, where there are maybe sort of, let's call it token for balance to have representation. Um, but a lot of times, to my taste, sometimes I think the uh, the attempt is still to sort of have a homogenized. Like it's like we want something different. We don't want something that challenges us or make us uncomfortable, which seems to be sort of a thing for a lot of this. It's like we want to hear something exotic and different, but uh, not something that necessarily challenges us and makes us a little bit uncomfortable on that. And so I find um, so I find that's one thing. There's pockets of people who gravitate towards that because they need to actually go and cultivate that. And that's very difficult to sort of get acceptance from the people that want, you know, audience to be pleased or to be just primarily have that kind of experience. The other dividing line is there, you know, I think in terms of what we call the blues market here in Kitchener, it's a big marketing thing, the blues festival. And I think it kind of, it's bigger than maybe what the blues genre is. And in some ways, it's also a smaller representation because, again, a lot of what they do there is kind of the type of things that people feel good hearing in bars and loud venues and that. And, um, you know, so it's maybe 
again, maybe not some of the more challenging voices or aspects of that. Um, so, yeah, I, I, going off of that, I know I've seen the lineup. You have a pretty diverse set of uh, singer songwriters on there. So I'm interested. And you also have on there that you choosing the, the performers is pretty subjective. So what do you look for in a performer in, in this series? Yeah, well, two things. Um, so that statement is, is aspirational in that this first series had to be more of a proof of concept and that to get things together quickly in that um, a lot of what I chose from either people that I knew or recommendations to make sure I could get something together quickly, rather than perhaps something that there was more time and more kind of planfulness where I would have maybe a little bit more. Um, but in general, I like, I like somebody that challenges me. I mean, I like something that just, just engages me, um, whether it's usually it's the music that I hear first. I mean, I've always, it's funny, I'm quoting a Billy Joel interview from which feels bad, but, uh, you know, he was saying when he was young, you know, honestly, what hit him first is the music and the rhythm and everything. And um, pretty much the same way. Um, but still, the, something has to engage me about that. And whether it's, you know, the uh, and there has to be some kind of harmony, whether even if the words are you know, not all decipherable. There has to be some kind of harmony between what the message is and the way it's being presented in that. So I, I like something that grabs me, um, that will challenge me, um, that will excite me, that will, uh, something that takes chances, something where somebody is just clearly uh, using their own voice as an, you know, not necessarily singing voice, but they found it. They found an identity. They found something that resonates with them, and I, I think to me that sort of authenticity that uh, where they're really presenting something that is true to what they're trying to to do. I, I that that really that I usually really need to feel. Would you say that that's missing in performing arts today? That often. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's. <laughs> You know, it's hard to really, I mean, I think for performing arts, especially with music, there's just so many different variations of how people are considering themselves a musician and making a living at it. Um, you know, somebody who's doing that as a full-time thing where they have absolutely nothing else to rely on, they're going to be doing a number of things for love and probably a number of things too that will, uh, you know, bring more money in that. And so they're not necessarily going to... Uh, have that uh, option of, you know, kind of being selective or picking and choosing. Um, you know, I mean, I think some things that people are doing, um, you know, if they if it's a people pleaser kind of thing, they might not have that need for authenticity. It's you know, it depends on. They're not not everything is a, uh, not all music venues are necessarily uh, a good place for that. Yeah, I, I also want to go a little bit into just you as a musician, how you started. I think that's an interesting story because you you started in New York. Um, so tell the listeners a little bit about how you yourself started in music. Uh, yeah, I grew up in a suburb of New York City called Portchester, um, which is an odd little, uh, it's kind of uh, Westchester County, which is just uh, sort of the suburbs. So a lot of people, like a lot of now, like athletes will live there or other business or musicians, they live in the suburbs and go to New York City. Um, we had a, uh, we started a music program fairly early. And, um, and so I just always had an, you know, advanced interest. I, you know, was trying to 
you know, copy what my father was playing on piano when I was really young and that. And, um, and so it started there. I just started playing low brass instruments and I just really, really love that. Um, and I always had an interest then in doing, performing my own songs and just kind of later in life, um, played enough rudimentary guitar to be able to do that. Um, and, you know, I, I had an interest, you know, I, I was more active, I would say, in writing and performing, although I'm doing a lot more writing now as I'm getting back into this. Um, and so it's always been an interest to me. Um, and again, just how to, how to get something across, if I'm writing something, how to get it across in a way that resonates as a performer that I can actually pull off. Um, sometimes, um, you know, you find this with other people too. Sometimes they'll have an idea for something and they just can't find that way to make it come off. And then all of a sudden, you know, you can find a way. Um, and it doesn't have to be elaborate. Uh, and that's what I find, I find fascinating. A lot of these people that'll just play maybe a banjo or something to kind of, it could be just something very simple, but just has the right uh, way of getting across a, a mood or an idea or a song. Yeah, so what made you move from, well, not move entirely, but want to move from being an artist yourself to creating a space for other songwriters? Um, I've done that before, and I think everybody kind of, I mean, part of this for me is that I am I still have a regular full-time non-music uh, career. Um, what I'm finding is uh, since, the, uh, since the pandemic, I've had the opportunity to work from home. I am normally I've been working in Toronto and having to commute a few times a week. And now I have more stability and that I only have to go in. So I had more time that was then giving me more energy to explore my own music. And I also, um, you know, I've always, it's to me, I've always, um, I, I find it challenging that there isn't, that there's sort of gaps in finding a good a good venue for musicians to for, that's really focused on the musician uh because a lot of places will say they have a series or something or they're hosting this and it's you know same for open stages i mean there's a difference between something that's being offered and something that's being curated carefully um and so when you have a series uh that is in the right venue that can really uh you know, you have a lot more control over in terms of sound and noise. It's a little bit different than something that, you know, hey, we're starting something here and, uh, you know, hey, you know, uh, sorry, you know, dinner noise or whatever. It's, it's just a little bit to me different. And I wanted to see, I wanted to see more of that. And I also wanted to be able to make sure that people are aware of it, not only as listeners, but as performers, because I want to know if people are interested in playing this and um, what we, you know, formats could change. Uh, if this series goes on, maybe there'll be other nights where there's maybe a couple of new people starting out or rooms for openers. And I always thought it's, I really want to make sure that people are aware of, you know, it's, you know, you can apply for this, just send me an email and you can just, I mean, what I, I'm mostly looking for is just some samples of music to hear what kind of songs and approach you do. Um, but I want it to be sort of, again, not the, you know, maybe just not the closed door thing of, Hey, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm open to hearing what everybody's doing. Okay, cool. Well, you heard it here first. Jack's email is open to people, so um, you can send your stuff to him if you're interested. Um, I know you spoke about this Friday show, but um, just tell people how they can get tickets uh, in case people want to go out and see spot. Yeah, so the best spot right now um, is the, um, the, the, the main website is kwperformingsongwriters.ca. Um, 
And on there, there's a link to all the artists that are upcoming up, including Scott Cook. And right there, there's a button. If you want to buy tickets, you click on the button. It takes you to event link and you can order tickets through there. People can also come at the door um, on Friday night at the KW Little Theater. We'll be able to sell tickets there as well. Um, those are the two easiest, I think, routes to uh, be able to find how to get tickets. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much for your time, Jack. Thanks for coming on Midtown Radio. Oh, thank you so much, Cheyenne.